Welcome to Without the Footnotes, Not Your Typical Holocaust Lecture, with me, your host, Estherini. On this week's episode, I'll be talking about homosexuals during the Holocaust. Hi friends, and welcome to a special feature episode of Without the Footnotes, Not Your Typical Holocaust Lecture. As it's Pride Month, I'm interrupting season three scheduling to talk about the persecution of homosexual people during the Holocaust. I was recently chatting to a friend about the pod and how things were going, and he brought up the fact that it was, in fact, Pride Month this month, as it's June, and he asked whether I was going to do an episode. So I have my gorgeous friend Jason to thank for the idea today. I'm always open to suggestions on episodes, especially if there's an important topic that is currently being focused on in um, in current affairs, like in the moment. I do like to do things in somewhat of a real time, even though I could pre-record weeks and weeks in advance, but I don't. Um, I think it really contributes to bringing this history into a sharp contemporary focus. So that will be the episode for today, and then we'll be back to season three, um, The Holocaust Country by Country, next week. So, um, I hope everybody has had a nice week. Uh, I have. (laughs) A lot has gone on. I did my first virtual event speaking at Bremen University, which was really, really enjoyable. So, I want to give a shout out to Julia and Louisa for that. Julia actually reached out to me because of the podcast, which was an unexpected surprise. And we had a great hour and a half discussion about collective memory and the Holocaust and just answering really interesting questions about the Holocaust and its legacy and and what not just what my opinion was, but what the experiences are of different people from different countries. So that was really, really cool. And it actually turns out that there are lots of curious people out there. So please do not hesitate if you have any burning questions about the Holocaust or genocide or anything related, um, you can feel free to reach out to me and ask me. It is a genuine pleasure for me to answer them. And yeah, I just had a really good time um, just having a discussion back and forth about various things. So I definitely want to be doing more stuff like that in the future. So maybe Instagram lives are the next step for the Without the Footnotes podcast. Let's see. Anyway, I've probably rambled on long enough, so let's just crack on with this week's episode. Okay, so here we go. Whilst we learn about the Holocaust, it is important to remember that the Nazis perpetrated crimes against multiple multiple groups of people, not just Jews. And this is because of their ideological worldview. In a nutshell, a lot of people did not fit the Nazi ideal at all and were persecuted in various ways because of this. Depending on how you were categorised by the Nazis... This would determine how you would be treated within the regime and really what your quality of life would be, quite literally whether you would live or die and what you had to suffer through or what you didn't. And the brutality perpetrated towards various groups differed, 
But as I like to say, there is no hierarchy in suffering. And although it's not the same kind of persecution as was perpetrated against Jewish people, people who identified as homosexual, specifically homosexual men, were subject to horrific treatment at the hands of the Nazis. And the reason that homosexual men in particular were targeted is because they would not be able to physically produce children if they were in a same-sex relationship. And this went against went against the whole ideological ideology sorry of expanding the Aryan or master race as we've come to know it so by the time the Nazis came to power Germany had somewhat of a flourishing gay community even though men having sex with other men was criminalized in Germany there was communities especially in the cities of um, there were gay communities and what happened when the Nazis came to power is they actively worked towards dismantling visibly gay culture and they attempted to do this by utilizing the criminal code that outlawed sexual relations between men in Germany and they did this by disrupting the norms of the communities um, that had been built such as closing down their bars and like all the um, social side of um social side of the community shutting down newspapers and publications which were and like gay media and that was the main forms of communications within um that community in particular and they also started to arrest gay men in order to extract information from from them which they usually did using torture and the information that they wanted were names and addresses of their partners or other gay men within the community so that they could have a record of anyone who was homosexual at the time. So by 1935, not only were sexual relations between men a criminal offence, but they then extended this law to include what they classed as indecent activities. So it now meant that homosexual men could be arrested for any kind of perceived indecent act. Now, we all know a little something about the Nazi concentration camp system. And aside from being used to imprison Jewish people pre-war, the concentration camp system in particular, in, in its early development, was used to cleanse German society of the different groups of people that the Nazis deemed undesirable for their Aryan race. And homosexuals and political prisoners were among the first to be sent to the concentration camps in 1933, where they undertook hard labour. As some of you may know, prisoners would have to wear a uniform once in the camp, and they were labelled usually with a triangle of a specific colour. And the colour of your triangle determined why you were being imprisoned, and for homosexuals, the colour was pink. And if you belonged to one or more groups, say you were homosexual, and but you were also deemed as a political prisoner, you you would be forced to wear a pink triangle to identify that you your crime was homosexuality, and then a red one um, to be classed as a political pr- prisoner. So going against the regime for having different political views, basically. And this was made to make sure that your crimes or perceived crimes by the regime. Um, 
was understood within this system and that you were visible and known not only to administration but to other prisoners as well and your classification would also determine naturally how you would be treated within the system for example if you were gay and jewish then you would be subject to the final solution and it would it would be made aware that you were homosexual and if you were just classified classified as homosexual then you wouldn't be subject to the final solution but you would be subject to very specific treatment as as ever with labels if if you're in a system and there's loads of prisoners and all the different different prisoners and there's different groups of people then naturally becomes um a certain way that different groups act towards different groups i won't go into it so much at the moment because this will be a different season I think I will do on the camp system in itself because it's this whole it's this whole world of stuff that we need to understand about it but yeah so your classification would determine how you'd get treated not only by administration but by your fellow prisoners as well so it's estimated that between five and fifteen thousand men were imprisoned under the label of being homosexual but not all of these men actually identified as gay as I said earlier, you anything that was deemed um, undesirable, like an undesirable act, would you could get a conviction for? Um, uh, yeah, you could just get labelled with being homosexual, even if you weren't. And as I said, anyone under this classification would be subject to hard labour, but also alongside this, many men were also subject to medical experiments. They were also among some of the most abused prisoners within the system, being physically and sexually abused and humiliated in front of other prisoners. The group was shunned by prisoners because of this, um, because of the fear of being associated with the pink triangle in particular. And this left many prisoners isolated And it's actually unknown how many prisoners died in the camps, um, yeah, because of being uh, sent there for being homosexual. So on the Nazi side of things, Himmler was actually notoriously homophobic and he created the Reich Central Office for the Combating of Homosexuality and Abortion, which I think we can all understand from the name that this office focused on eliminating the, can't speak, hang on, eliminating the perceived threat of homosexuality and abortion from the German public. Himmler instructed the criminal police known as the Kripo and the political police known as the Gestapo to use harsh methods that include included torture to find homosexual men, um, imprisoning people and offer, only offering them early releases if they agree to be castrated. Really, really terrible things like that. Um, and also alongside all the interrogation and who knows, people giving up names of people who weren't actually part of the community. But, you know, you just want the torture to end. So you you give your torturers what they want to hear. Um, it is estimated that around 100,000 arrests were made Um and 100,000 arrests were made during the regime and over half of these resulted in convictions, which is a big, big number of people. Um, it's crazy to think about the fact that from criminalising 
um, sexual intercourse between two men and then expanding that to any indecent act is is horrible to think about anyway in order to avoid this this persecution some gay men went to extremes to protect their identity as you would entering into fake marriages or moving to different towns and cities completely leaving their lives behind breaking contacts with their friends and social groups for fear of being denounced many men withdrew from public life altogether and even joined resistance groups to fight the regime At the end of the war, unfortunately, not much changed for gay men in Germany as same-sex relations remained illegal and anyone convicted of the crime also stayed in prison post-war to serve out their sentence. And thousands more were also convicted post-war. So this isn't a persecution that just ended because the regime um, was abolished or demolished whatever you want to call it um the the specific um anti-gay sentiment that the nazis had built over their over the last decade decades of power what whatever um remained within germany and homosexual people suffered because of this for many many decades decades post-war and yeah because of this criminalization um within society itself it meant that there was continued prejudice also so that's something that um homosexual people in germany have have to had to be dealing with post war so even though um the war was over men gay men in particular continued to suffer persecution and um yeah the nazis the nazis were the driving force behind that so I would say that they were somewhat successful in their trying to cleanse German society of um, homosexual people, purely based on the years of equality that came after the war. Um, I think that's a huge indicator for suffering is the repercussion. Just because the violence is over doesn't mean that those communities then just go back and form, you know, what what was once there before the Nazis even came to power is actually decades and decades of struggle post-war also. And um, just briefly, because there isn't actually much information on this in general um, because of the nature of the persecution of women, but um, for women it was somewhat different. Although they did suffer the destruction of their communities and like the demolishing as I mentioned earlier of like the culture and the bars and everything and the publications all of that kind of stuff women weren't criminalized in the same way as men because there wasn't a specific law um, I mean I'm, I can't say because there wasn't a specific law that outlawed um, sexual relations between women however Many women, they couldn't live freely. They weren't free to be openly gay within um, Nazi Germany. So many women did try to marry to avoid detection and like the questions about why aren't you having children, blah, blah, blah. Because as, as I said earlier, the ideology, like gay people don't fit into the Nazi ideology. So, I mean, it was a police state. Like the, the, um, if you're not fitting into the Nazi like ideal, people are going to want to know why. Why aren't you married? Why aren't you having children? Why aren't you contributing towards you know the the this new worldview that we have for Germany? 
and um, they could quite often also be denounced by neighbours or friends. So this would also lead to imprisonment in concentration camps for being an undesirable member of society. But as women weren't specifically categorised as homosexuals with the pink triangle, they would be classified as asocial rather. The extent of their persecution actually goes undetected. Not completely undetected, but like there's no... We don't have solid numbers like we can kind of gauge from um, anyone who was imprisoned, imprisoned within this system with a pink triangle. And I think this just... I find this very, uh, very, very sad because it just speaks to, you know, all the potential women that could have been um, imprisoned or um, murdered even or worked to death. We don't know from the um, from the gay community. And there's nothing that there's no I mean, I guess scholars still have to do more investigating, but they kind of go forgotten because they weren't um documented in the same way which I think is really really sad because they obviously obviously suffered um just as much for being um gay women within this regime um so yeah in general that is in a nutshell the persecution of homosexuals within Nazi Germany and as I said there is much more research that needs to be done of on this but because of the nature of the persecution uh, yeah, it's hard to know definitively um, what exactly happened to this community. So as it's Pride Month, that has been the focus for today. And I would strongly encourage um, people to investigate this for themselves, especially because it is Pride Month, and to really get to grip with and understand um the prejudice and the persecution that this community did face um, at the hands of the Nazis. And as I said earlier, just because the war was over didn't mean the suffering was over. So I would argue that it contributes towards the struggle today. It's part of the history that um, homosexual people within Germany have had to endure and live through and survive. And yeah, I would show support for the LGBTQ IA plus community at this time I have mentioned before about tiny you know small acts of everyday activism that you can do yourself something personal to you that feels good to you and that you can incorporate into your everyday and do that this month and ongoing every other month for this community because you know it's 2021 it's high time we just let people completely just be whoever they want to be love whoever they want to love and that is that as ever if you have any questions or you want to chat about anything then please feel free to email me info at without the footnotes.org or you can dm me on instagram at without the footnotes i'm always open to knowing more information or being pointed in different directions for stuff that you've discovered or things that you know about, about that maybe i don't um always open to that if you do have a burning question or you would like something to be like explained further I'm also very happy to do that. Um, please rate, review, subscribe, share, do all the good things to help me um, reach more people with my podcast. And with that being said, I think that is everything for this week. So I will catch you next time. Ciao.